Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book at least 10 minutes at a time. Next 10 minutes, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 7, verses 22 to 28. And this is where we actually ended the last episode, verse 22. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant that word's kind of funny guarantor yeah guarantor guarantor is, is guarantor not a real word guarantor yeah it's a real word if you want to use it i mean if little wayne could come up with bling bling you can come up with guarantor there you go all right all right so what is a guarantor you tell me guarantor I mean, a guarantor <laughs> i mean you just made up the word so it's on you there <laughs> yeah, champ I, I, I guess maybe it's like the, the image that I get right away is like co-signing a lease mm-hmm. for like a house or a car. Like mm-hmm. when, when my wife and I, we ended up purchasing our little home on wheels, our spinner van. Unfortunately, we had not accrued, accrued, accrued enough credit mm-hmm. to justify the loan that was needed for that. And so we had family mm-hmm. that were gracious enough to co-sign it to mm-hmm. guarantee mm-hmm. the loan. Mm-hmm. So the implication is if we screwed up, mm-hmm. our parents would come in and bail us out. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we haven't screwed up yet. Haven't screwed up. Yeah, yeah. So they guarantee the loan. Yeah. Their collateral, their home, their financial Their very being, and I guess this is where it's going, right? Their very being is what is at stake to ensure the covenant. Well, their assets are what ensure uh, that you're going to pay back the loan that you were given for. So you bought this Sprinter van. Sure. And it cost you... $30. $30. Sure. Say the, the, this big thing cost you $30. You didn't have $30. <laughs> didn't have $30. Right? But you've never been broke, broke, though. Okay, right? yeah. You didn't yeah, have $30. Yeah. You felt really, really happy about that. Oh, movie. man, that came in so well. <laughs> this dude was like, that's not enough money. He was like, what? No, no. What I was saying, what I was communicating is that if I'm in the wilderness for 100 days, I'm dead. Uh, that's why it ain't enough money. I'm literally uh, dead. That's, no, fair enough. Fair enough. 100, 100 days. How, how long would you last? I, th- I give you 12 days. I can, I can like, well see here's the funny thing because I, I watch a different kind of survival sh- survival show and shout uh-huh. out to Danny because I'm sure Danny's end up will end up watching this at some Danny point. Danny who? Danny Gordon. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I watch Survivor. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. which is not quite the oh, same as is, no, <laughs> no, alone. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, let's play the game. No, no, no. Alone, these people are like, all right, we're dropping you off in Patagonia. Yeah. Figure it out. Or Siberia. Uh, Figure it out. Mongolia. Bro, Figure it I'm out. dead. Yeah, Dude, when we were out there for the retreat in um, <laughs> Wyoming, you saw my face light up like the Tetons from all the mosquitoes. That was when we were living it up in style. I was suffering. Oh, I am so not true. built for the outdoors. You that's know funny. that. That's funny. You think I'm going to survive in Siberia? So you got $30 for this van. $30 right? for the van. And what happened? You don't have $30 for the van. And what happens is that your in-laws, is it? Uh, I forget who actually. No, it was my, my parents. Okay, so your parents come behind. And your dad says, all right, whatever my child might owe, I guarantee it. Based on my assets, yeah. on what I own, right? Mm-hmm. Which is very similar to uh, the Good Samaritan parable, right? Right. He takes the person who was beat up and abused, takes him into the inn, and says, Hey, take care of the dude. Mm-hmm. Anything you need, mm-hmm. I got him covered. Mm-hmm. I got him covered. This is what makes Jesus the guarantee of a better covenant hmm. is that his life mm-hmm. literally covers everything mm. right this is acts chapter 13 38 that in him we have forgiveness of sins and forgiveness from everything that the law could not forgive Yo. so this is why he's so much better there's there's so many things that the law can't actually forgive right, because uh, part of the imagery of the law is like it's things that you've confessed like mm-hmm. well there's many ways i think you've highlighted in some of our wave one curriculum mm-hmm. which if you haven't watched wave one yet go watch wave one mm-hmm. go uh, youtube search pvc life you should check that out it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good series mm-hmm. but i think you've highlighted how the law was inadequate in that one it was only meant for certain kinds of people mm-hmm. and two only certain types of transgressions mm-hmm. can, you walk, can you walk us through that yeah sure so the law was given to a people that were delivered from egypt into covenant with god right mm-hmm. so first the law is given to this people who were quote unquote free, but in order to stay within relationship with Yahweh, who has freed them from Pharaoh, they have to actually continue being the sort of people that God has made them. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is that you don't participate in rites and rituals of death. Mm-hmm. Right. So think about something as simple as um, a woman giving birth. Right. Uh, a woman giving birth comes so close to death hmm. that Yahweh makes a distinction. Like, I'm not a God of death. And like, there's this thing of y'all coming close to death and cool. But the woman now has to come and offer this ritual in order to be ceremonially clean. Right. That is in that is hmm. uh, that's not moral. Right. That has nothing to do with morality. It just has everything to do with the state that the human experience is in. Huh. Right. Additionally, if, say, me as an Israelite man, I've been freed from Pharaoh, I'm in covenant with Yahweh, and I actually touch a dead body. Right. There is a ritual process that needs to happen for me to maintain my covenant faithfulness with Yahweh, who is a covenant uh, God of life. The the point wasn't that you're evil because you had to touch a dead body. Like It's just what happens. You mm-hmm. hang out in community long enough, and mm-hmm. especially in the pre-modern era, mm-hmm. just got to deal with dead mm-hmm. bodies. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things. Mm-hmm. But God was trying to use this moment as an illustration to say that I am so distinct and other mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. even in this moment, mm-hmm. there's a ritual that you go mm-hmm. through to remind you of that fact. Mm-hmm. So if you committed a sin in ignorance, mm-hmm. right, you then had the ability to come to the sanctuary. Now, if you committed a sin again that 
had a corresponding law, mm. right? Like if you got in a fight and you hit a woman in her belly right, and she was pregnant, I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, but It's in the text. Right? It's yep. in the text. If she, if she, you know, if the kid dies, I think the requirement is... I think it was some kind of financial compensation, yeah, if I remember. Right? So that then there's a financial compensation so that the law requires how you actually deal with stuff like that. Like, oh, here's one. Right, the um, cities of refuge. Sure. Right. So if you accident, you're in the act. You and me are cutting down wood, right? And all of a sudden, you with your axe handle, it's not secured properly, and you're because you're not a survivalist. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I thought you were making an allusion to another story about an axe that the head goes flying. Oh, no, no, that no, we no. were in that yeah. story. No, no, no. You and I are just chopping wood, right? And you, since you're not good at survival stuff, you didn't secure the head properly. You go on. I prefer the version where I'm swinging the axe and I'm just so strong that I swing through the piece of wood. I'm sorry. You already confessed that you're not a survivalist. We're going with this. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. And so in your backswing, the axe head flies off and it just chops you right in the neck. (laughs) You're like, oh my goodness, Jonathan, I love you. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, ah, why? I think what's been play is you're so old that your reaction speed (laughs) is fast enough. It's like, boo, 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 boo. You're like, Jonathan, move. Jonathan, move. I'm like, oh, get that, right? Um, and then, but you nobody die. could determine whether or not you did that maliciously or not, right? You run to a city of refuge, you're in that city of refuge until the high priest dies, right? Like there is, you can't come to the sanctuary and just simply offer something to be okay. There's a law that requires a particular action. This is what I'm illuminating, that the sanctuary service was for like ceremonial cleanliness, rites and rituals, but then there was laws that corresponded to actions that you might take. And then there's this other category. Mm-hmm. Where if you committed a willful sin, there was no ritual. Sucks. And there was no corresponding law that actually gave you some action that you could perform. You're there was certain sins that you were like, yeah, we're not going to have that. You're dead. Whoa. One of those sins was adultery. Uh-oh. Right? So, for instance, if you're a man who sees a woman and you take her onto your own, but she's actually the wife of another and you sleep with her, like, the response to that is, yuckety. Yikes. Right. There's no there's no corresponding law. So this whole idea that, oh, well, we were committed a sin and we could just take it to the sanctuary. No, not, not always. No, yeah. no, no, sometimes. No, no. Sure. Sometimes. But not but it's everything. like willful sin. Like, for instance, Sabbath breaking, willful Sabbath breaking. Isn't that wild? Right. Yeah. Yuck. Right. <laughs> so that then think of David mm. when David is confronted by the prophet uh, Nathan and he's like, yo, you oh. are that man. You've committed the sin. Mm-hmm. You know, often people are like, oh, and then David, he was so repentant. He took. An offering to the sanctuary. No, he was supposed to story. die. He's supposed to die. Nathan literally tells him right in that moment. He's like, but your sin has been taken from you. Hmm. Why? Because it was a precursor of what Jesus would actually do, that he would be able to save people from sins that not even the law covered. Hmm. Right. And this is in Acts chapter 13. If we jump there real quick, I'll just show this to you. Acts chapter 13. And I think it's verse 38 ish around. Okay. Uh, let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through. This man, forgiveness of sins, is proclaimed to you. Verse 39. And by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Certain laws, there was, or certain sins, certain things, there was literally no recourse. No recourse. Just punishment, just uh, justice, if you you will. But here we're saying that through Jesus... Even those things that the law couldn't touch, and it was yeah. just sucks to suck, you're doomed. Yeah. Like you bear the penalty 
of your actions. Kind of like yeah. what, uh, I don't know if you heard the story yet of Layla's testimony on death of life. I have not heard it. Her primary paradigm was I messed up and she did mess mm-hmm. up. She had uh, a child out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So she believed for years mm-hmm. that the reason why her life was in disarray was as retribution from God mm-hmm. because of a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like under the former law, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But through Jesus? Mm-hmm. No. No. And what's really important to remember is that... Um, Wait, I just had this. Yeah, that there are, oh, that one of the laws and one of the things that you can't actually come back from is rebellion against God. Like mm. If you have active rebellion against him, mm-hmm. no, right? I think Numbers 15 highlights this. Cuts right? off. These, these Pesha sins, these high-handed mm. right, sins. And this is Paul's point in Romans particularly. He's like, y'all know that we have all rebelled in this way oh. and we all lack the glory of god we've all fallen short so that the listeners to the message in romans might have been like yeah we did mess up but we didn't do the bad sin because we have the oracles of god we have the sanctuary and we have his faithfulness mm. and paul in romans one through three he's like yeah but do you rob temples mm. yeah do you think you having the oracles of god that you're 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 a guide to the blind and a mm. light to the Gentiles. Don't you mess up as well? Mm. Having you also not actually met up to these oracles? And the uh, Hebrew was like, who are you, old man? Yeah. Oh, you Jew? Oh, you, you really think you got it? And they're like, huh, huh. And this is the point of Romans 7. Uh, it's like, when the law came alive, I actually saw that I wasn't keeping it in my Hebrew way and the thought that I was complying with everything. I'm so glad I'm better than this Gentile. like, no, the law actually came alive, illuminated how you had fallen short and how you were actively in rebellion because you were a slave to sin and you should have died. Wow. And yet there is now therefore no, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Mm. This is the point of Hebrews chapter seven. There is a change in the law. Why? You've been delivered from the law of sin and death through he who is the king of righteousness, mm. the one who sits in the city of peace. Mm. He is the guarantor of a better covenant, a guarantor of the better covenant on what basis through the power of an indestructible life. He includes you in his life by him becoming the condemnation of your life. In in our previous describing of these laws, the axe head one where I accidentally kill you because you're so slow and your reaction time is lacking and your hamstrings, you can't fast. Some some of y'all remember that reference from Internet Church. Um, You were saying that I would run to a city of refuge until the high priest dies. That wasn't a detail that I ever remember picking up. So if I understand the picture that you were painting, correct me if I'm wrong, I have to stay in the city of refuge and I'm only allowed back out when the next, when the changing of guards happens. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, I think I have to uh, double check on this, but I'm pretty sure that it's, you're there until the high priest dies, right? Okay, so, well, as you're looking for that, the reason why that stood out to me is because the next, the, the very next thing that, that Hebrews is talking about is the fact that there will never be another changing of the guard. 100%. Because Jesus is alive. You can't take his life away from him. He continues, I think, the language of verse 24. Uh, well, let me say verse 23. The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. Yeah. This is the idea. There's a continual changing of the guard. Verse 24. But he holds his priesthood, Jesus, permanently because he continues forever. So mm-hmm. the new provision mm-hmm. that Jesus now offers, the guarantor of the better covenant, this mm-hmm. better covenant, mm-hmm. is like, 
you can't get away from it. It's just that good, mm-hmm. all pervasing. Why? Because he's forever alive. And here's what's dope about it is that numbers, at least the way I understand it, numbers 35, 28, right? For he must remain in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the manslayer may return to the land of his possession. Wow. So think about this. Mm-hmm. You have to be within the city of refuge and you cannot step out. If you step out then while the high priest is alive, your family can come from my neck. You... Why? Because what are you doing? I'm putting myself under the law. You're taking your life back under your own, in your own hands. Mm. When you're in the city of refuge, you're under the protection of who? Mm, the priests. The high priest. Wow. Right? Yeah. Like the imagery is that you're in, as long as the high priest is alive and you remain in this city, you can remain as alive as the high priest. Right. This is what I was talking about earlier, that he's the king of righteousness in the city. Mm-hmm. Of peace. But what happens when the high priest Ooh. dies and you're in that city? Now you're free. Why? Because you're no longer under that priest anymore. Because what happened to that priest? He's dead. And now there's a new priest. But if the priest is dead, what happens to the life you used to live under that high priest? Oh, it's also gone. Let's go. That's super cool. Yeah. And so that when you come out, you come under the power of new life because the old is gone. Let's go. And so that when we ran to our city of refuge... We ran into the city of refuge, into Jesus, Mm. our high priest, who has done what for us? He died. He died for us. So when we run to him, we run to, this is why the image of we run to him on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. This whole idea of Mm -hmm. you come to Jesus, like you come to the cross, you die with Christ so that then you can actually now go and live a new life, new life because the high priest has died, but now lives forevermore, right? And this is... uh, now you go into 7, 24. 24, right? Mm-hmm. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he's able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always, always yeah. lives to make intercession for them. That's super cool. So he's always alive, right? And so verse 26, it was indeed fit- fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens he has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily first for his own sins and then for those of the people since he died once for all when he offered up himself Hmm. for the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests but the word of the oath which came later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever and so you see how the author is just elevating Jesus and how the law that was formally given is not enough you know one of these days one of our future seasons of the move has to be some of these exodus leviticus because there's some really really good good news there Mm -hmm. it's all pointing to jesus Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm excited to be able to go through that at some point but the point of this passage and the point of every passage it seems like so far in this episode this season of the move we're like 15 episodes in everything's about jesus why because jesus is a guarantor of a better covenant yeah through the power of an indestructible life and he lives to make intercession forever so if you sense that oh what i've done i can't come to god right there is a high priest who lives forever precisely because he already has died Mm. once and for all you can come to him and put to death that old life and come alive into his reality because that's why he came into the world that's why jesus not only came into the world 
but by necessity he had to come into the world because the law could not give life. But this faithful high priest in the order of Melchizedek, who lives forever, has died once for all and now lives to make intercession for all those who would draw near. Hmm. You can receive his life and go live free.